This episode of To Your Good Health Radio is being brought to you by Cardio Miracle, the ultimate nitric oxide booster with over 50 whole food, heart-healthy, bioavailable nutrients. Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Cancer is the second most common cause of death in the U.S. after heart disease. One in two women and one in three men will develop cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, many do not survive after the diagnosis. Joining us today is a cancer survivor, Scott Hamilton, who's on a mission to help others do the same. In 2014, he founded the Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation. They are dedicated to changing the future of cancer by funding advanced innovative research and less invasive treatments and side effects. Don't go anywhere. Scott Hamilton is in the house to share some potentially life-saving information. And it all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our guest today is the most recognized male figure skating star in the world. He's won 70 titles, awards and honors, including a gold medalist, Emmy Award nomination, United States Olympic Hall of Fame inductee, and member of the World Figure Skating Hall of Fame. Now he shares his love and enthusiasm. As an analyst on sports, commentator, performer, producer, and best-selling author, boy, it's a mouthful, this guy's done it all. After losing his mother to cancer, then becoming a survivor himself, he became a highly acclaimed activist, launching the Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation. And CARE stands for Cancer Alliance for Research, Education, and Survivorship. Welcome to the show, Scott Hamilton. Uh, Thank you so much. This is awesome. I'm really uh, excited to speak with you and get the word out and and really start bringing people, more people together to our mission to, um, as we put it, turn cancer upside down. Um, We really feel strongly. Yeah, it's fun. I spent most of my skating career upside down, so we figured that was a good way to kind of align the mission with the person. Yeah, that's um, so true. Yeah, we really, we feel so strongly that, uh, you know, it, it, it is possible uh, to treat the cancer and spare the patient harm. And right now, you know, I think people, especially those facing a cancer journey, are really feeling like, you know, the, the treatment um, is, you know, more harmful than the disease itself in, in many respects. So we really feel like, you know, the future of cancer treatment options and, and um, just the way people are going to look at cancer will change. But, it ha- you know, somebody's got to do it, right? And there's a lot of amazing people in the cancer Space that are really, you know, dedicating their lives, their talents, and um, you know, their leverage to to really uh, make that happen. And and uh, we really love um, aligning ourselves with other like-minded organizations, but. In the meantime, you know, we've got to get the work done. Yeah. I know when people, you know, they say life is about peaks and valleys, and really no one's more proof of that than you. In addition to testicular cancer, you were diagnosed with bra- <laughs> yes. brain tumors. But share with us through these trials and tribulations, because you're such it's, it's admirable. How have you been able to turn your mess into your message for helping others? Well, you know, it, it it's really kind of like my, you know, I had so many you know, in your introduction, you talked about all the different descriptors and a lot of them are around my skating life and my skating career, you know, just, uh, you know, I had a really great run and it was phenomenal and all that, but you know, all of that is ironically is based out of my health history because, you know, I stopped growing for those four years as a child and it was very frightening for my parents and it was, you know, really tough. 
and you know there was never any real solution or any real diagnosis to that problem back then but it kind of uh, to give my parents the morning off um, and to kind of recharge their batteries after four years of me being in and out of hospitals um, they decided to send me to uh, the brand new facility at Bowling Green State University which is a skating rink for four hours every Saturday morning to give them a break basically and and what happened um, during my time on the ice on, on, on those Saturday mornings is everything changed. My my health changed. I started growing. I started developing. I started. It was miraculous, and and no one could really ever figure out why it happened. But we figured, well, in four years, this is the only thing that's working, so we're going to keep doing that. And and I became a skater. And um, you know, you fast forward all those years that, you know, I had, you know, the, t- the, t- the testicular cancer diagnosis in 97. And then in 2004, um, I became symptomatic again. And, um, you know, I, I, I was preaching for those seven years post cancer that, you know, early detection is still the best cure for cancer and to be vigilant. And if things feel different or funny, or if you're just, a, a, you know, not, you know, you notice something has changed. Let's let's figure out what that is because the earlier you get to a cancer diagnosis or pretty much any diagnosis, the easier it is to resolve. So um, when I was symptomatic, I, I said, okay, it's time to go, you know, really get, um, you know, an understanding of what's going on with me. And, you know, originally they did blood work and they said, well, there's no testosterone in your bloodstream. We figure it's your remaining um, testicle has kicked the bucket because of the chemotherapy and we can treat you topically. And that's like, no, 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 no. It's, there's more. <laughs> I'm telling him, you know, the, I, you know, I just, I just, my, my vision has changed. Well, how old are you? I'm 44. Well, of course it's changed. You know, you know, you get older, your eyes change. I go, no, <laughs> I just kept, you know, just uh, beating him up with all these questions. And finally he said, it's, it's not even just my vision, it's my peripheral vision. And they go, oh, well, that, well, that's okay. That changes everything. And so I went in for a head scan and they did, um, they did an MRI. And on my way out, the attending physician said, there's something in there. And I basically said, well, you'd be the first one to say that, you know. And I try to, you know, really look at everything with, you know, at least a little bit of a sense of humor or irony or whatever. And I got back and um, they, they couldn't diagnose it with, out doing a biopsy and so they had to go through the top of my head down through the frontal lobe into my optic chasm to um get a piece of this brain tumor and and they found out what it is and basically i was born with it that um it's a craniopharyngioma um and in the information that they gave it just said they're usually detected early in a child's life due to a lack of growth and development and that was basically my uh, you know, my symptoms. So I really feel strongly that I was, you know, born with this. And so, you know, my health history has, has been sort of the driver for almost every aspect of of my life and my career. And, and when I think back on, um, you know, brain tumor number two, you know, they treated the first brain tumor. The best course of action back then was gamma knife radiation. I think now that years have passed, you know, they might have looked at proton therapy instead of gamma knife because it's a little bit more precise and there might not have been as much, uh, you know, air quotes, um, collateral damage, you know, because, you know, you don't need to expose the whole brain to radiation if only one part needs it. So, um, but then the second, uh, when, when the first reoccurrence, I should say that in 2010, um, there was a surgery and on the way in, my, the way my body is, you know, there can be a complication in surgery of nicking 
um, the ophthalmic artery on the way in because they go up to your nose and to your optic head and that way in. And, um, and so they were going to remove it. It was very uh, simple surgery, but it was made complicated by the artery not being where it normally is. And um, that became an aneurysm. And so um, what was supposed to be one surgery became like nine more um, cerebral angiograms, and they were finally able to obliterate the aneurysm. So, you know, the health history thing has been a big part of, of my life, and I've learned a lot, and I've actually grown a lot, um, not only in my understanding of, of healthcare, but, you know, my faith and everything else of just truly seeing that nothing's really an accident. Um, it, it's in the response that allows for great things to happen. And, and so, you know, for the last 25 years, I've, I've really dedicated um, a big portion of my life to trying to elevate um, and, you know, fill the gaps in the cancer community and make it better for the next person diagnosed. I think a lot of it is your mindset. You mentioned about your sense of humor. I believe that's vital. And there's so many peer-reviewed studies showing how laughter can improve the immune system, yeah. and even, even destroy cancer <laughs> yeah. cells. I couldn't believe the studies. <laughs> but, you know, even sometimes it's hard to laugh when you're sick. But here's what's cool. If you fake it, the brain eventually can't tell the difference. It creates the same neuropeptides. <laughs> so that's fake it awesome. till you partake in it. Yes, yeah, so I, I love yeah. that. So, I'm going to do that. I'm just, no matter what stress I have in my life, I'm just going to laugh. People are going to think I'm crazy, but I don't care because no, yeah. I'm doing all the good stuff. Yeah. And you know, if somebody's really bothering you and getting under your skin, just smile at him. Don't let him bother you and you're faking it, but it's going to tick him off and ruin his day. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's, that's so funny. But you know, I think the mind. But laughter I, was a big part. Yeah. I know. Right. That, you know, the mind is powerful. And when I was going through my, um, my cancer, Answer, you know, there's a set protocol. And, and I always go back to, you know, when, when people say, why do, why, you know, why should I invest, you know, with, you know, the CARES Organization of Advanced Research? And I'm saying, because two guys in Indiana figured it out, my cancer, and I'm here 25 years later. If it weren't for those two guys in research, I, I would have died a long time ago. So, you know, I believe, I believe research is the key to furthering, advancing, and really making things happen. But you know, going back to that, my cancer in 1997, you know, I, I really tried, you know, to make it, you know, humorous throughout. And I think, you know, my Stars and Ice family, you know, they, they, they know me and they, you know, so when I missed my first show um, in, uh, in, in Dayton, uh, I, was, I was 50 cities into a 60 city tour when I decided that I couldn't take the abdominal pain anymore. And and I went in for just to, you know, give me some ultra medication or whatever, you know, because I, you know, bad things only happen to other people, right? So um, he put me through the test and then he said, do you have breakfast this morning? I said, I had a huge breakfast this morning. Okay, we're going to put you through the test again, just to make sure we do this on an empty stomach. And so they did it again. And, and you know, he gave me the news. He said, we found a mass. And I, I sort of chuckled a little bit. And he goes, what's so funny? And I go, well, um, Nobody's ever used the word mass in description of me. I'm not a very big person, you know, and, and he goes, no, 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 no. You need to take this thing seriously. And it was like, I do. And he said, it's either benign, malignant or something else. And if it were me, I'd, I'd, I'd take care of this right away. And, and I, in that moment, I realized I was two months shy of the 20th anniversary of losing my mother to cancer. And I watched her go through a a really horrific battle, you know, it's just, there was nothing they could do for her back then. And so 
you know, the fear was extraordinary. And then it, it kind of got replaced by, I don't, it was, I, I always say, I, I don't know if it was a minute, a second or a nanosecond. I don't, I don't know how it happened, but that fear that was just like debilitating became a sense of, of, of power and courage and clarity of mission. And, and it was like in that moment, I said, no, 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 I decide how this is going to be. I decide how I'm going to, to respond to everything. And so I just decided that I was going to do, do it the best I possibly could. And, and I remember my mom saying things when she went through her cancer um, and her chemo, she would just say, oh, this chemotherapy, I finally found a way to lose all this weight. And I'm like, okay, I want to be her. And she'd say, oh, this chemotherapy, I've wanted to quit smoking all these years. And now I have no desire. And then, oh, this chemotherapy is fantastic. My hair is always so unattractive and difficult. These wigs are so beautiful and so much easier. And it was like she was in her cancer. She was teaching me how to go through it 20 years later. And so no one was allowed in my room unless they made me laugh. My nurse treated me like uh, an eight-year-old. I love that. And it was just, yeah, it was, it made it so much easier to yeah. kind of like, you know, control my space. Um, and, um, and, and just take it on, you yeah. know, and, and, and it was really, you know, like when the stars and ice family showed up and, you know, when they, after they diagnosed it, which is another story, Kurt Browning had a piece of chalk that, you know, we would do top 10 lists every night in the locker room and he had a piece of chalk and, um, he said, Oh, okay, I'm going to bring this with me. And, and everybody said, why? And he said, because this could be a really great, um, prosthetic when Scott loses his testicle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. Right. Uh, so that's they, what... crazy. They, they wore skinhead wigs every time they came in after I, you know, chemo took my hair and it's, my hair's been gone ever since. So I don't really care about it anymore, but it's, it's kind of all that. But what I learned in that journey was unbelievable. Like how sick am I going to be? And my oncologist to this day, dear friend and on the board of my cares foundation he just said moderate to severe. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, well, moderate to severe. And I realized that, you know, th that there's only so much your first three angels can do. And that's your first angels, your oncology, uh, oncology, uh, your oncologist. And, um, you know, they're there to make sure you get everything you need. Your oncology nurse is your second angel. They're, they're you're right there, the infantry to make sure everything happens as it should. Your third angel is your friends and family. And what was missing was a fourth angel. And um, the fourth angel is someone who's been there, done that, and can, you know, sort of uh, mentor you through the process, work as a role model, um, sort of a life coach. And it's extraordinary that um, that information is so crucial for patients going through a cancer journey because they're flying blind. There's only so much that your first three angels can do for you, but a fourth angel can really give you sort of the cheat codes and the way to to really understand this is what happens next and here's how you can prepare for it. This is what I did when I was scared. These are the things that I was able to do, you know, look after the family when I was unable to do so. These are the foods that I ate. This is what I drank. This is how I exercised. You know, all those things that are so powerful and important that only a survivor can tell a patient. And that, that program has just blown up. We've extended it on to um, caregivers and pediatric caregivers. And um, it's at the Cleveland Clinic. If anybody would, out there would like to, um, you know, have a mentor in their cancer journey, um, they pair people very specifically. And, and then the other side was the information. I didn't know um, what, what 
chemo was or testicular cancer was. So I went on the internet and all I could find were medical journal languages, a medical journal that only you could understand the language that was in those papers. And it's right. like 12 syllable words, sometimes three to a sentence. And I'm like, not fair. I'm too dumb to be sick. That is not fair. <laughs> like, only, only smart people are allowed to be sick. That's not right. And so, um, so what happened was, uh, for five years, I went out and I fundraised for five years. I was sort of the organ grinders monkey as it were to build a website that explains everything. It's called chemocare.com and it describes every single aspect of the chemotherapy experience, um, how it's administered. Every single drug is listed and it's explained. Everything is done in eighth grade English and Spanish and now with Google Translate in any language in the world. And it also lists every side effect. So there's a whole section on how to manage the side effects. And so now people can go into that journey armed with really um, user-friendly information that allows them to own and operate their experience. And, and we thought, you know, if we got 3 million hits a year, that'd be really great. And I don't even know, it, it, it was getting 3 million hits a month and like eight years ago. And so it's really doing the work. And, and then once I accomplished those two tasks, I realized that now we just need to put our stake in the ground for research. And this was eight years ago. And, and they go, well, what, what is, you know, research is sort of like this black hole, right? You know, you just, you know, nobody really understands how the money is spent. Nobody really understands what it is. And, and I just said, look, you know, I've been traveling a lot in the cancer space. I understand sort of where things are headed. And I honestly think we need to invest in an immune, immune response to cancer because our bodies created the cancer. I don't think it's naive to say that our bodies, you know, can destroy it. Before we continue, I want to tell you about an amazing product called Cardio Miracle. The number one cause of death in America is cardiovascular disease. On average, somebody dies of a heart attack or stroke every 36 seconds. The good news is you don't have to be a statistic. Young, old, and in between, we all need more nitric oxide in our bodies. It's essential for our overall health because it helps blood, nutrients, and oxygen travel throughout the body. Research shows a lack of nitric oxide may be associated with high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and even erectile dysfunction. Cardio Miracle's ultimate nitric oxide advanced delivery system reaches a cellular level, so it starts to work within seconds. You also get over 50 whole food nutrients in every delicious scoop. I take Cardio Miracle every day, not just for my heart, but my entire body, and you should too. It's backed by science and a 60-day no-risk money-back guarantee. If you want to improve your heart health, increase your energy, mental clarity, and boost your immune system, order Cardio Miracle today. CardioMiracle.com and use promo code CardioNow for 20% off. CardioMiracle.com, promo code CardioNow. And we don't need to fill our, you know, with all these chemicals and poisons. We can actually train our body to you know, recognize and destroy the cancer on its own. And so everybody thought I was crazy. And I go, no, I really, I think, you know, and it just so happened that we were given free office space in the proton therapy center, which is a very precise form of radiation that treats the cancer and spares the patient harm. So, you know, that, that's been our mantra. It's like, we're only going to invest in those types of therapies. And um, it, it's been uh, remarkable um, just what we've been able to invest in over the years, you know, with, 
you know, uh, you know, sort of immunotherapy, lung cancer, ovarian, uh, three different pediatric endeavors. Um, I, we did a childhood leukemia protocol and then, you know, just CAR T research. And we've, we've really, you know, glioblastoma has been banging on our door with all these just sort of, um, you know, happenstance, you know, relationships. And it's like, this one came out of the, where did this happen? And this one, and this one, and this one. And we're realizing that, you know, with, with all, um, you know, the different cancers in the world, glioblastoma, uh, because it takes a, a patient so quickly um, in many, many respects, it, there's limited research. And so we decided that that's, that's one thing we really needed to focus in on in this season. And so we've really just um, poured everything into, um, you know, raising money around the country and partnering with like-minded organizations and, and really just trying to be a great citizen and, and really be specific. It's very specific that we, we are only going to invest in protocols and, and treatment options that, that treat the cancer and leave the rest of the patient alone. I love it. Hey, what about your uh, annual benefit coming up at uh, Bridgestone? Tell us more about that. How can the listeners get tickets oh, or, or sorry, support they, the cause? Yes, it's uh, you get uh, all the tickets through Bridgestone um, Arena Box Office or Ticketmaster, um, or go to scottcares.org for information on uh, the event itself. But we do these um, live music and skating shows, and it's really amazing because a lot of people look at skating shows and they're oh yeah we know that's so much for kids and I go no no no. This is like, um, it's a concert atmosphere that the entire family can enjoy. I will only do events that the entire family can participate in and enjoy. And it's really fun that bring in iconic musicians with their songs. Um, we did 18 of these at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, and we did three of these in Knoxville with the Proton Therapy Center. And then uh, this is our, um, our sixth one in Nashville. And they're remarkable. I mean, we've had so many um, incredible artists. Cheryl Crow joined us for several years. And, um, you know, Flora George Lyon, Chris Young. We've had, um, uh, you know, last year we had Lady A and Carly Pierce and Maren Morris and um, just these incredible artists. This year we have um, Jason Delatka, the newest member of Journey, and uh, Jason Sheff from Chicago. Uh, we've got Colby Calais and Natalie Grant and, and Joe King from the fray and, and the song, the set list is remarkable. And then we've got, you know, Olympians and world champions and Olympic champions all coming in to skate to their music. So it's, it's sensory overload. When Vince Gill did my show years ago, he, um, he was a few songs in and he said, you know, this is really unbelievable. And the audience <laughs> said, well, yeah. And they applauded. He goes, no, no, this, you know, this is remarkable. This is the most I've been ignored in my entire career. Because <laughs> the art, you know, they have the best seat in the house, but they're, you know, and the audience doesn't know where to look. Do we watch the skating or do we watch the stage or how do, you know, and, and we really uh, produce these shows in a really profound way. And we've got a few surprises for our audience this year, but it's November 20th at Bridgestone Arena. And, you know, really, we, we've been limited in our marketing just because of, you know, midterm elections and all the focus on that. But um, starting on, like, November 9th, we're going to be blitzing media, media, more media, to, you know, really, you know, sell tickets and get this thing to the rafters. And, and we really need everybody's support. This is our signature event. Um, we, you know, we have uh, anybody that comes in as a sponsor. We do a celebration dinner. It's a beautiful dinner at the Omni Hotel afterwards. 
Um, and those, you can, you know, acquire those tickets at scottcares.org as well. And, and for anyone that, you know, can't make it into the show, um, you know, really, you know, is it, not in, in the Nashville area, doesn't really want to come. We have people coming in, I think 24 state um, people come in from to see this show. It's really very cool. And Canada. And, um, but, you know, we have, uh, you know, a, a really great campaign called the 1984 campaign. And uh, people can sign up and, and give $19.84 a month. Um, and it really helps us, um, you know, without having, without having to do events and everything else that people can support us. 1984, 1984. That 1984. doesn't sound like a coincidence. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, you know, I won my gold medal in 1984, but we just figured $19.84 is really easy for anyone to do. And yes. then, um, you know, they can stay with us and support us. And, and I do the 1984 campaign at a higher level. <laughs> what we realize is most people do it at a higher level, but, um, we just really want to extend this out. You know, Danny Thomas in his building of St. Jude, you know, had so many brilliant quotes and, and I just, I, I, what a source of inspiration he's been to me. His son, Tony actually introduced me to my wife. Um, and then we, we returned the favor. We introduced him to his wife, but, um, you know, when he'd say things like, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, I'd rather get a dollar from a million people than a million dollars from one person. And I, I, that's so profound, but I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, it really does help. I'll, ta- I'll take a million dollars from somebody, you know, but I really, you know, we, we really do this with an open hand to allow yeah, as I many can, people as possible to join us and be a part of it. I love it. I, I love your passion, your energy, man. Who, who needs coffee if they're hanging out with you? You, you are the ultimate cappuccino right there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheap. I, and you're cheap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been a volunteer for CARE since day one. I'll never take a penny from the mission. Um, I, I don't mind asking people to support us because right now I think I'm the largest donor year in, year out. Um, and, I, you know, as long as I can say that and I don't take a penny from the mission, um, I don't mind asking people to join us. And I do it with, an, you know, with a pure heart and, you know, having lost my mom. I get to talk about her every single time I possibly can. I get to talk about her and what she meant to me and, and how, um, you, you know, no 18 year old boy should ever lose their mom. You know, you know, when you were 18, how desperately you needed your mom and, and I didn't have her. And, and I, you know, it, it just didn't seem fair. And, you know, her only living 49 years when she had so much to offer and, and just, you know, her amazing, beauty um of her spirit and her compassion and everything that she taught me um was remarkable and so you know i I do a lot of this for her and i do a lot of it for the next person that's facing a cancer diagnosis and and you know i got a call the other day from a gentleman who's got glioblastoma and it's it's not going well and and it's it's really hard to encourage people when, you know, they, they're just looking for um, a lifeline. And in, in so many cases, you know, we, we have to be reminded that our bodies are susceptible, vulnerable, fragile to so many different things, right? And, but you know, as a doctor, they're equally resilient, you know, but we have to remember that we're ultimately temporary. And so every single one of our days is one of our days. And, you know, I don't know if you play golf, um, but it, it's almost like, you know, a 300 yard drive and a two inch putt counts the same on the scorecard. 
So, you know, we have to use every single one of our days to, you know, really enjoy the experience and learn and grow. And, and, you know, with my last brain tumor diagnosis, um, you know, I was, it, it started to show a pattern. The first one was 2004. The second one was 2010. And the third one was 2016. And they were giving me the treatment options in 2016. And all I felt in my spirit was get strong. That was it. I mean, no, nothing else. I, I, I wasn't leaning toward option A, which was surgery, or option B, which was the clinical trial. Um, it was more like it was get strong. And I, it was really weird how that took over the entire uh, time with my physicians. And they go, so which one do you want to do? You want to do the medical option or the surgical option? I said, I'm going to go home and get strong. <laughs> I go, what does that mean? They go, I honestly have no idea. I was just responding to what was in me just to say, go home, get strong, just get strong. And so I didn't know if it was physical, emotional, intellectual, or spiritual. So I just decided to do what I did in high school and I didn't know the answer. And that's just choose E, all the above. And it's remarkable that um, for the last six years, I've avoided any kind of treatment. Um, it shrinks and it grows and no one can just, you know, explain how it shrinks, but it shrinks and it grows and it shrinks and it grows and it grows and it shrinks. And, and so I've been able to hold off treatment for six years, just taking care of myself. And that's eating clean. That's avoiding, you know, or eliminating sugar. That's drinking a lot of water and a lot of high pH water. And it's just really just being active. You know, I had a workout this morning that I, I really thought was going to kill me. And, and I could probably even work out more. Um, but, you know, with three kids at home and all their needs. My fourth son um, actually tried to call me in the middle of this interview. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's like, you know, you're, you're being pulled in a million different directions. And, and we take on probably more than we can handle, but that's okay. You know, just take a Yeah, but, but I'll tell you, a, a lot of athletes, they get stuck in their Olympic and champion identity and they don't go anywhere else. And, and your bio reads like a who's who and everything. So you, you've really, I, I love that you've opened up so many windows of opportunity where others are just, eh, it's over for me in the Olympic. I'm done. Not you. You really excelled. And in the, in the uh, minute we have left, anything else you'd like to share with the listeners that uh, we didn't get to today? Again, I just go back to, you know, a couple things. One is, early detection is key. You know, it's like 90%, I think, of, of cancers can be treated um, effectively if detected early. You know, so in many respects, it's colonoscopies, it's blood work, it's all those things that, you know, the biologics that can detect, or, you know, or even just knowing within your person, just understand that early detection is really important. And the other side of it is, I don't believe in second opinions. And you're probably going, what? <laughs> but, no. I believe in seventh opinions. There are so many modalities of treatment out there for cancer right now that it's, and, and it's changing every day. No one person can keep up with every single thing. And, and if you, you know, you're sitting across the desk from a surgeon, you're, you know, his passion is education. Everything is, is surgery. So you're probably going to get cut. If you're sitting across the desk from a hemonc, you're probably going to get infused or a radiation oncologist. You're probably going to get radiation because that is their training. That's what they know. And they, they genuinely want to help. So, you know, there's a lot of ways of treating different cancers. And I think it's, it's about those seventh opinions. You own your medical records. The, the hospital doesn't own them. You own them. Those are your medical records. And now with the Internet, we can share things easily. So I, I just try to tell people, 
get, you know, if you can find a way to do it, get connected. It's not about second opinions. It's about seventh opinion. I love that. And really yeah. under, understanding your condition in a way that you can really, um, you can thrive through it, you know, and, and, and get the treatment that you need that, that in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind knows is the best course of I action. I love that. I love that. To get yeah, back I to life. Yeah, I tell people, if you go to a baker, he's going to bake you a cake. So get different opinions. (laughs) Yeah, and then do what feels right because you go to five different people, you get five different diagnoses. But as you say, it's got to resonate with you, man. Just trust that sixth sense. You know, Pray about it. Find what what resonates with you, and that's the road you take because you're so right. You really can't just trust one guy. I had a patient that was going to get a a, a knee replacement. Came to me, and and I'm like, I don't feel like it's bone on bone. Did they say bone? Yeah, two visits. This guy's up walking pain-free. I'm like, thank God he got a second opinion. <laughs> yeah, and again, that's that. You know, we don't know. And, you know, and, and, and that's why we practice medicine. We don't yeah, exactly. Perform medicine. You know, it's like, it's a practice. And, and we're learning every day. And science is such a, um, um, uh, it's so amazing how remarkable everything is and how much we can learn um, in day in and day out. And again, you know, understanding the body and how it works. The immune system is still a mystery in so many ways and how it works. And, so true. and just being able to master what we can, um, that's, that's the whole, you know, fundamental um, sort of swing thought for our, our, everything we do is about advancing cancer treatment options to treat the cancer and spare the patient harm. And in that, we are turning cancer upside down. Our our cancer ribbon is upside down. Yes. Yeah, we don't we don't do a traditional well ribbon. Ours is upside down. And when you look at it, it just it shows victory. You know, both arms up. You know, and it's like we win. And that's that's you know, what we want to accomplish in this lifetime is we win. Um, the cancer doesn't have a chance. I love it. Cancer fears us. Well said, well said. Thanks so much for joining us and sharing this inspirational message. I, I think your mom's looking down from heaven, smiling, very proud of all you're doing here for others. So, oh, so you, you, you So you sleep thank good you. at night knowing you've got a good heart, my friend. Appreciate it. Welcome back anytime. To learn more and support the Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation, go to scottcares.org. They're dedicated to turning fear into hope. There are several ways you can get involved. You can donate, you can fundraise, you can volunteer, or simply share this information information with others. Sharing is caring. You can follow Scott on Twitter and Instagram at ScottHamilton84. On Facebook, he's at ScottHamilton1984. For my daily health post, follow me at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to your Good Health Radio or RadioMD.com. And while there, be sure and check out our podcast library. Share these segments with friends family, co-workers, and on social media. This information is too important. Don't keep it to yourself. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well. This episode of To Your Good Health Radio was brought to you by Cardio Miracle, the ultimate nitric oxide booster with over 50 whole food heart healthy nutrients. If you want to improve your heart health, increase your energy, mental clarity, and boost your immune system, order Cardio Miracle today at CardioMiracle.com. Use promo code CardioNow for 20% off. CardioMiracle.com, promo code CardioNow.